Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, August 8th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is fresh off of Evo, St. Cola. How's it going? Dog, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I sound like I smoked like 20 packs of uh, smokes, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm very, very blessed. very happy to experience Evo coming back from after COVID. And I don't mean online Evo. I mean offline Evo. In real life, Evo. What is yes. your Evo history? How long have you been going to Evo? You know what's really funny? So I've been in the scene for a long time. I'm older than I look because, you know, black don't crack. I'm 34 out here. So I've been in the scene for a while, but I didn't start leaving my house for, like, fighting games like, 2017. Besides, like, my local scene. I started traveling to different events. My first Evo was 2019. I was like, man, I really like this a lot. These, this, this big event, I really like this a lot. I want to go to more. Then COVID hit, of course. Mm. So this is my second Evo. Okay. See, I, I I feel that because I was supposed to go to Evo, or I, I was planning on going to Evo in 2020. Then, of course, mm-hmm. COVID hit. That would have been my first Evo. I remember watching Evo for the first time. Like, right. I, I've always been aware of Evo, but I watched it for the, for the first time in 2019. And it was the, the Tekken segment that had me hyped, yeah. that made me go, oh, I need to watch this. Because I think that was the rise of Arslan Ash. And that yeah. was an insane run from him. And I was like, oh, shit. This is really hyped. And now I have like a new appreciation and love of fighting games. Because I like, I grew up with fighting games. I played yeah, in the yeah. last decade, right? Like with Mortal Kombat uh, 9, with uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, with like the yes. PS3 fighting games going into the PS4 generation. That's when I started to get a little bit more uh, into fighting games. And then, yeah, yeah, it was Evil 2019 where I was like, I got to go to Evo. And then, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> able to go. I was able to go in 2020, and then this last Evo, the one that just happened this weekend, I was mm-hmm. scheduled and everything, but I had to cancel that trip at the last moment because I have another trip coming up that I, I got to stay fresh Man. for. I had to co- avoid COVID, sadly, uh, and so I wasn't, able to go to, to, I wasn't able to go to Evo. But for those who don't know, because we have a wide audience that, like, uh, that might not be totally clued in to what Evo is, how would you describe Evo? Literally the biggest fighting game event of the year. Imagine Christmas. Imagine, you know, all your friends coming together to play games in a big convention hall. So maybe something like uh, E3, but a lot more interactive, back when E3 was a thing, I guess, or uh, GamesCon or whatever, like the biggest gaming event for whatever genre that you're into. Imagine that for fighting games, but then kind of add some more stuff to it because Evo isn't just about like, we sit down and we play a tournament. There's like casual stuff to play. There's uh, other things you could do, like the artist alley. You play like different demos and stuff like that. So. Anything related to fighting games is going to be at Evo. Hell yeah. Now, who is St. Cola, for those who don't know? Well, you know, just the uh, best FGC commentator in the world. No, I was kidding. But <laughs> I, I am a new Saint, uh, I, I'm a new commentator uh, to the scene. I, I've been doing this for like four years. During COVID, um, I kind of, because I wanted to do this like full time. I wanted to like get into this a lot before COVID. And then COVID had hit and ruined all my travel plan- plans. So I was like... What if I just did this online and, you know, just come to the local scene, just lended my voice to, like, the games that I love and I play, and somehow CPT, Capcom, 
I was like, hey, let's put this guy on and just soar from there. I've done like Intel World Open Olympics, Evo, CEO, Combo Breaker. You know, I'm my last one's Rebel Kumite. We're going to get there one day. Oh, hell yeah. uh, I am just a, man, I'm collecting them all. (laughs) But I, I've been commentating for, you know, the past two years professionally, I guess I'd say like that's my career actually started. And uh, I just love fighting games. I just like commentating a lot and just being really loud. Did you do commentary this last weekend during EVO? Oh, yes, I did. For uh, what games? So this is my first EVO doing commentary. I did commentary for EVO Online Japan. I did that for Street Fighter V. And then I came back to Street Fighter V for possibly the last year here at Mm -hmm. EVO. Um, And I went all the way up. I did commentary all the way up to EVO Top 8. I did commentary for Top 8 in-house on the mic. So... Hell people on the yeah. stream didn't see it. They have the stream, right? They have like the Twitch stream, right? And we have mm-hmm. the people on the floor. So if you're at Evo, you get house mic. And I was on that with Vicious and Jammers, mm-hmm. two other fantastic comments. And uh, just running around the crowd, be like, let's make some noise and get people hype and stuff like that. That's why my voice sounds like that. Hell yeah. So, dude, you got to you got to commentate uh, Street Fighter V Top 8. How crazy was mm-hmm. that, right? That had Twitter on fire, especially with the with the run uh, from the homie Idom, of course. Yes. Idom was getting it. Idom was the talk of the town. How was it getting to commentate that? I feel like the entire top eight was some of the best commentary I've ever got to commentate because it's like, this is the best action. Idom took down three Japanese gods. If you aren't familiar, y'all, in fighting games, Japan rules supreme when it comes to fighting games. The best players, the depth of the players, it's all from Japan. So... When he took down those gods, it was ridiculous. It was a, like the biggest like loser's run that I've ever seen. And then he also took down the champion from the EU, Mr. Crimson. And unfortunately, he had lost to Kawano in the end, another Japanese player that was in Winterside. Uh, but man, just seeing that in person, seeing those like scramble situations, seeing like the they're, they're, they're getting real tense and making those minute decisions in person, be able to commentate that, there's nothing better. Yeah, if anybody if anybody is curious on checking out anything from Evo in the in VOD form, definitely that top eight is worth checking out because like the the defeat was heartbreaking, but it also mm-hmm. was one that was fought tooth and nail. It came down to the very last round, right? And so the way that it works, right? There's the losers bracket, there's the winners bracket. If you have to, if if you make it through the losers bracket, which is where I right. was, was uh, running through, if you get to the finals, you then have to basically win twice, right? The first win to reset the bracket, and then the the second win. Idom had reset the bracket. And it was, all right, cool. Now it's down to the final rounds. And they were going round for round. And it was on that last round where it, where uh, the decision was made. And, like, legitimately, maybe the most hyped Street Fighter I've ever watched in my life. Like, it was very, very much incredible stuff. And so, like, if you're looking for something to watch from Evo uh, from the last weekend, definitely check that out. Also check out Tekken, because Tekken is a, a, a dope uh, uh, fighting game to watch. Uh, before we move on, though, Sankola, I, I, was, I told you I was going to ask you this. Where does the name St. Cola come from? I have been asked this all week, too, by people I've seen in person. They're like, where does that come from? It must mean something cool. And I'm like, it's actually not. So my friend, Charlie, a.k.a. St. Giga, he had, like, that cool name. It's like, that's like a Nintendo thing or something like that. And I was like, man, I kind of want a name like that with St. something in it. Because, like, that sounds sick. Kind of, you know, because we're both homies, right? Mm -hmm. And I ended up, like, trying to be like, oh, I want St. Pepsi. I'd like to have that. That's taken by a, a great music artist, by the way. Mm. Uh, uh, and I was like, dang, I guess I'll go with St. Cola. And it, that's how it happened. It's not too interesting. Sorry, people. I mean, I like it. I think that's a good story. Is there a reason why you didn't go St. <laughs> Coke? St. Coca-Cola? You know, St. Coke. Maybe that's some weird implications. So St. Coke like, might be weird. Cola. 
yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I get that. <laughs> Actually, one one more question before uh, we move on. I asked this uh, for any of the first time guests we have on the show. What is your favorite right. game of all time? Oh, see, I see it. I saw it in the doc. I saw it when y'all were, you know, in previous episodes. And this is still the most painful thing. Ah, favorite game. Uh, there's too many. Too many. Like I could name Dragon Sogma, Katamari Damashi. Of course, uh, he starts listening. Just choose one. Okay, Just okay, choose okay. One. Katamari Damashi, the first one. Oh, you don't hear that, that often. Game. That's a great choice. Who doesn't like that? Well, you know, who, like unless like you're uh, if you're like a Zoomer, you probably don't know what that game is. But like if you're a little older like me, like that game was like the best comfort game. There's nothing wrong about that game. It's absolutely perfect. Hell yeah, incredible choice. But enough about Katamari Damacy. Let's talk about today's stories, which include PlayStation asking people about NFTs, Tekken 8 possibly teased, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above, get to write in. And silver members or above, get the show ad-free with exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you if you're a fan of ps i love you xoxo and a patreon supporter we could use your help this week is our indie darling bracket and we need you to help decide what games will make it onto the bracket uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games find the submission form and let us know what indie darling you think deserves a chance at greatness then of course listen to the episode later this week Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Guy V, and The Saboteur. Today we're brought to you by Chime and MeUndies, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have nine stories today. A baker's dozen. And it is a fighting game slash Evo heavy news day, but... Let's start with number one. Uh, PlayStation is asking players about NFTs. This is George Yang at IGN. At EVO 2022, PlayStation is asking players through a survey uh, about what kind of NFTs they would be uh, interested in purchasing. Purchasing. On Twitter, user Snorlax Owns posted a screenshot of a survey they received from PlayStation asking, quote, which of the following NFT slash digital collectibles would you most be interested in purchasing, end quote. The answers include Evo-branded collectibles, favorite music artists, favorite esports players and teams, PlayStation items, and favorite game characters. IGN confirmed the survey ourselves at Evo, suggesting that, or suggesting at the very least, PlayStation is gauging user interest for NFTs at the event. PlayStation previously addressed NFTs before. Last month, uh, Sony launched a new PlayStation Stars loyalty program that allows players to earn digital collectibles such as figurines of its iconic characters. However, Sony clarified that these digital collectibles in the program are not NFTs as they do not utilize any blockchain technology. Nico Partners analyst Daniel Ahmad notes that this survey at Evo isn't related to the PlayStation Stars program and that the term digital collectibles is only just a term that is commonly used interchangeably with NFTs. St. Cole, as somebody who was on the ground floor, you were at Evo. Did you see the survey pop up? I actually did not. I didn't even know about that until y'all, we brought it up like right before. I had mm -hmm. no idea. Yeah, it's it crazy. seems 
on online that's the uh, day one of evo i saw this making the rounds right people were kind mm -hmm. of passing this around like, yeah i got like this um notification from playstation to go through this survey and it's fascinating i want to know i to, to even pull back a little bit this is the first evo that has happened under playstation right since playstation right. bought evo in your experience has that changed anything like have you is is that a thing that's been noticeable while, while i mean the, you know beyond the nft stuff mm -hmm. the actual layout the feel of everything and their inclusion of rick the hodo who has been you know the head and obviously our queen pokey saving the fgc of course um those inclusions have honestly made a drastic difference in how the tournaments run how professional it looks how we have like more things in the artist alley and stuff like that for even the commentary that's chosen taking uh chances on new commentators like myself um like they even had like a playstation lounge where they would go over different things that have happened like so if people had missed like a certain match or whatever they bring on hosts like commentators and like uh you know people from the scene and stuff like that so like that inclusion you can feel it beyond the nft stuff actually felt really good like it actually felt like even more of a professional event because you know with fgc stuff for fighting game stuff people you don't know we're a little more about the grassroots we don't have like a lot of money compared to you know shooters or you know dota or whatever right so like it felt like we were in that direction it felt like we were like at a gamescon it felt like a we're at an e3 it felt like it was that kind of thing so despite the direction of the nft stuff like that the other stuff felt really great yeah and to, to the nft stuff right like i look at this i go oh i don't know about that but i'm also yeah. i'm also not like you know sound the alarm yet right yeah I yeah think yeah right it being right. in the form of hey we're surveying surveying the audience to gauge interest i could also see it being a thing of just really bad wording on the on mm -hmm. the part of the uh the survey because digital collectibles is a thing that they're talking about right with playstation right, stars right. that is that is what that's going to be and yeah. digital collectibles separated from the nft aspect of it and the blockchain and all that stuff there could be something there they're playing around with that could idea be. like you know i i, I understand um, trying to gauge audience interest in terms of that stuff when the nft portion gets pulled into it i think that's when things start to become a little uh well, gross and weird and yeah hazy um especially where uh, with where nfts are at now right, right. i think like th there's a lot of talk about how you know given some time given some growth given some you know give, given the i guess like uh abusable parts of nfts right like right right given that happening right now maybe there's a future in which nfts can exist and not feel as gross not feel as exploitative uh, yeah. uh for the audience but we're not in that place right now right and i wonder if this is a hey let's talk let's let's ask different pockets of the audience to see what they think to try and gauge like maybe when could be the right time to do this thing or yeah. you know figure out like okay maybe if the wide playstation audience isn't feeling this maybe pop pocket of the playstation audience might feel it maybe the evil audience might, might be into it i can see it being that uh, uh that sort of thing but for the fact that I'm surprised they allowed the the, uh, the survey to to go through with the NFT terminology in there, because it is wow. a buzz term that I, that ignites people, right? It is a buzz term yeah. that makes people immediately recoil. So that alone surprises me that they would let that through. Um, but the fact that they're asking about digital collectibles in general isn't a thing that makes me um, fear immediately about like what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, it's good because, like, at least they're giving us a survey. And it's, you know, it's happened in the FTC and in the other parts of gaming, right, where they will put out the survey. Sometimes they'll just do it and they'll have to, you know, make the Twitter post like, sorry, we didn't know and all that stuff like that. Um, so I'm, you can't be, I, in my personal opinion, I agree with you. You can't be mad at them 
doing a survey until they do it, right? The idea is weird. I don't like the idea, obviously, but I like that they brought the mm -hmm. survey. If you're going to get somebody who's going to tell you the truth, fighting game players will tell you the truth 100%. That's why you see people, as soon as they think something's cheap, they go to Twitter, they cry about it. That's what the fighting game community is definitely about, at least parts of it, at least. So, like, if you don't find someone that's going to be honest, you want a group that's honest, the fighting game community is going to definitely give you that without any fluff. So, Again, I agree yeah. with you. As long as they, you know, maybe keep it without the blockchain stuff, even then, it seems like kind of like a weird product. Like, I don't know if I will be paying money for a digital version of a you know, Hadouken or whatever, or sure you can. So, like, this um, reminds me. I have you ever been to uh, PSX? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Experience? Yeah, so, yeah. They actually had digital collectible stuff going on there, right? Like, I think that seems to be whoever, like, the PlayStation events team oh, seems to double down on that stuff a lot, right? When it comes right. to, hey, for a play, and to, to, to clue people in, right, who haven't been to PSX, if you wanna, if you're coming in as a fan, right, and you wanna demo games, you're basically downloading a PlayStation app and then you are scheduling uh, uh, demos at different kiosks. Mm -hmm. And there are certain, activity like think of it almost like trophies right like if you hit certain goals oh, or certain shit. things you can okay. then get access to a uh, shadow colossus like phone background and shit like that right yeah, yeah um yeah. they've done that before in their uh, events that they've thrown i would think that this is them trying to figure out how to implement that for evo and again i don't like that they throw nft in there i think nft yeah. is nft is a Worst scary word. word and nobody wants <laughs> nfts but like if you're gonna if you guys are gonna just do what you've just been doing for or what you have been doing for PSX and PlayStation events in the past, like cool, I guess. Like that's also another thing that the 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 way in which they implement it for PSX, I'm like, all right, fine. Like I don't care about that that stuff. Yeah, it's not yeah. harmful though, right? In the ways yeah, that yeah. NFTs can be harmful. Um, and so that's also why I'm not like freaking out about it. I'm like, oh, this is probably what they have been doing. Um, but it, again, it is weird that they throw the NFT term in there because uh, they should know better. <laughs> like PlayStation should know better. Framing horrible horrible framing like see that's if now we're having this glad that you've told me this and reminding me of that now i'm mm -hmm. like well that makes sense will be something i buy depends on what it is and it's still kind of like i see what they're going for but you know the nft part just just horrible frame but that's also with twitter it's like we posted this and with the nft stuff this is what the story is going to be so mm -hmm. now that you say that i'm like a little less you know a little gaggy, a little less gaggy. And, and, and the fact that it was like an audience poll, right? Like you imagine yeah. that the reaction to the questions, right, were not super positive, and they can use that data to be like, hmm, yeah, we probably shouldn't do this. So <laughs> that That is one of the things that made people, um, that gave people the ick, though, is that in the actual answers for the poll itself, they don't really give a, oh, we don't like NFTs option. It is like, you know, uh, which of the following NFT slash digital collectibles would you be most interested in purchasing? And the answers were just, hey, I'd like to purchase Evo branded collectibles or your favorite music artist, right? Or there's not a, no, I don't like this option. That said, I, Twitter very much gave the, no, we don't like, like this option. Right. I'm Twitter sure they see that, that clear. Yeah, Twitter <laughs> pretty much took care of that. And so I would think that that would have a heavy influence on how they, they um, move about it going forward. For now, though, let's talk about something uh, a little bit more exciting with story number two, Tekken 8 may have just been teased. This comes from Jody McGregor at PC Gamer. An incredibly brief teaser shown during EVO 2022 hinted at a new Tekken game. During the fighting game championship, a clip showed that the infamous Kazuya ending of the original Tekken in which he gets revenge on his father Heiachi by dropping him off a cliff. Instead of ending when the camera zooms in on his smile, there's a blur of static and his face is replaced by an older, scarred version of Kazuya with the red eye he gained in Tekken 4. Get ready, it says. 
A video uh, less than 30 seconds long isn't much to go on, but rumors of both a remake of the original Tekken and a new sequel have been circulating for a while. Given that the teaser shows an older version of Kazuya, it's fair to assume Bandai Namco aren't hinting at a remake. Tekken 8 appeared in last week's NVIDIA leak, or not last week, in last year's NVIDIA leak, in which mm -hmm. a web developer found a database of games in NVIDIA's GeForce Now client, including some that had yet to be announced. Guess we've got another one to add to the list of confirmed games from that leak, alongside GTA The Trilogy, PC ports of God of War and Final Fantasy VII Remake, Street Fighter VI, and all the rest. Are you a Tekken person? Does, tech, is, does Tekken do it for you? I'm a visually a visually a Tekken person. I'm not you like watching it. Playing, yeah, yeah. I I've tried to play it, but this is the problem with fighting games is there's so many good ones, and I want to play them all. But I like to mm. be at least a little bit above average, especially the ones I commentate. I even tried to commentate Tekken for a little bit, but it's so much work. But I will sit down and watch it. The top eight was ridiculous. Uh, every dang top eight for that game at a high level is ridiculous. It's a great visual game, and when they had that announcement, I was like, even that clip. That was that got me swinging. I was like not even in the crowd because I was in the back doing like business and stuff like that. But I was like, let's go! And yes, I saw Tasty Steve grabbing Mark Man. Yo, someone check on Mark Man. I don't know if he's still okay after Tasty Steve grabbing his arm and breaking it. But if he's getting hype, you should be hype. My my favorite is the like it being a teaser, right? Like it, it start starting off with the Kazuya old Tekken one uh, ending where he throws in Hayachi. It then trans yeah. transitioning to the yeah. older. And like it ha having like the red eye and the get ready of like oh shit and then in the if you watch the broadcast right and then cuts to Harada like hopping onto the like the commentators table and like shaking yeah. people and then Harada piecing out <laughs> it is a hilarious clip but also as somebody like I'm somebody who really likes Tekken I'm hyped as hell for this right like I, I think right. this is the Tekken eight of course is inevitable it's not a surprise that they're working on a new Tekken game I don't even know about the the rumors uh, and right now if you're watching the video Barrett has the clip right now of everybody shaking and Harada hopping up there shaking people and then disappearing <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> but I wasn't even aware of the Tekken remake rumors uh that said reading this and like seeing the clip makes me wonder yeah. if there's truth in a little bit of both right like maybe tekken 8 is harkening back to uh mm. original tekken and bringing in a lot of those elements and a lot of those story beats and so you are having it be this return to original but also having it being called tekken 8 and furthering the story i imagine that they're gonna do something along those lines uh, but yeah like a new tekken not a surprise but it is hype the fact that they're outwardly saying that they're working on it and then also yeah. this might mean that we see it sooner than later yeah that's true like remember that capcom cup finals well i remember because i was there getting hyped and slamming my hand in the uh, on the desk and breaking it but i remember when they showed that clip uh maybe like as as long as it's six seconds of ryu and uh, luke and then what do we get a couple months later if not like what two to three months later immediately got news right so we could see the same thing where we get news and maybe in a year maybe less we get tekken 8 it's been a long time since we've had tekken 7 we've had it for since we had arcades in japan then it came up to the u.s yeah i think it's gonna be like six years maybe yeah uh, so it came More out that. yeah i believe it came out in 2017 to consoles in the u.s in the year before in arcades and i think in right. japan as well so 2016 so yeah it's been a it while was, it was 2015 uh worldwide arcade wow, wow. Yeah. holy cow and then slowly over the next couple of years coming to consoles and other territories and stuff like that so seven years god damn All yeah it's eight. about time Tekken seven years um it, and like I'm excited for us being in the new gen of consoles because that means that we're probably going to get new iterations of all the different franchises. Because, of course, yeah. like Tekken with uh, uh, Bandai Namco, right? Like, I feel like they often 
offset Tekken with Soul Calibur. And so, like, we mm-hmm. have gotten Soul Calibur a few years. And now that, you know, Soul Calibur has been out for a while, I feel like now we're getting around that time where they should start releasing the, the, the next Tekken. Uh, I can see it happening in the next couple of years. My question is, what do they do? Like, what is the next step for Tekken, right? What, are, what do they do mm-hmm. to make it fresh outside of just the story stuff? Because I feel like there's always something mechanical that they, they like to add in these games to make them feel different from the last one. And so for Tekken yeah. 7, they added in like the rage arts and like the the like rage system. And for me, I really like that, right? I thought that brought Tekken right. to the next level. Type. Yeah, like that the slow motion on like the uh when you're like going for that final hit to see like who's gonna get it. That kind of thing, real. I, I, I want to say Tekken Seven brought a lot of that stuff to the table, and that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that that like has been a- adapted by others, right? Even Smash Brothers Ultimate has like that last hit that zooms in, then then you have like the oh, is he gonna make it? Is he not? Uh, kind of feel to it. I want to see what else I, Tekken can bring to the table with the next one. Yeah, I I I'm really curious because like it's such a legacy game, and a lot of like the moves, the combos, and all stuff like that are such like a legacy part that have been like for year after year, game after game, like you see the similar stuff. So. I'm curious to see if they're going to switch everything up or if they're going to keep that same, uh, same sort of legacy feel. Me, personally, I guess as a viewer and a very casual masher, I'd like to see them switch it up. You have eight games, not including Tech and Tag, anything like that. You have mm. eight games. At this point, it may be time to freshen up stuff but keep some legacy stuff. So maybe the cast needs to get stripped down just a little bit. Maybe mm. they need to go back to, uh, I, I'm not sure, maybe like making new moves and stuff like that, new animations. Um, I think they should keep the slow-mo. I think that's a very important part of like a, a visual like identity for the game. And as you were pointing yeah. out, other games starting to take on. I think they should keep that. But it's, they got to freshen it up because for the next generation especially, bring something new to the table. Look at Street Fighter Six. Look at possibly yep. other games that are coming out too as well, where they're so different, but they still keep some uh, traditional elements. That's what I want to see from Tekken 8. 1,000%. Uh, let's talk about multiverses with story number three. Multiverses has revealed its roadmap. This is Owen S. Good at Polygon. Multiverses will include a classic arcade mode as well as ranked multiplayer when it when it first when its first season launches. The developer didn't specify what multiverses take on classic mode will entail, but it's likely that players will battle a series of CPU controlled opponents, a la Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's classic mode, a uh, classic game mode, or Street Fighter V's arcade mode. Uh, if you pu- actually pull up the um, season pass, which Barrett has up right now, right, it also talks about uh, new characters. They have Rick and Morty pictured, which hell yeah. Uh, they talk about the classic. Uh, arcade mode they show uh new new cosmetics right and that's icons banners but then they also have variants uh which with a lebron james robin costume like robin from like from batman right let's lebron james dressed up as robin (laughs) and then they have bugs bunny which i think is like his opera costume i I basically remember that it's his drag like opera costume that's like an iconic uh outfit for bugs oh that's sick incredible and then they also show the there's a new ranked mode uh coming as well have you checked out multiverses I so but right right when multiverses uh dropped, I was preparing for Evo. And usually when I prepare for like commentary or you know, whatever, like a big event, I just play one game and I was just playing Street Fighter, and so I only got like two or three sets in. I loved it. I loved what I played. And also I played Taz, so I definitely had a fun time. I hear we got nerfed. That's unfortunate. I'll find something else that's broken. But I had fun from what I played. And from a package standpoint, as a, a fighting game standpoint, it's beautiful. I can just hit three buttons. I'm already into a match, and I get rewarded a lot for playing. Like that's that's exactly what I need from like a a fighting game. Yeah, I so I hopped into it heavily yesterday because I've been talking. Multiverse has been coming up more and more and more, right? And it's one that originally I did not have the interest in. 
Um, but as it's become more popular, I'm like, all right, let me jump into this again. I want to, I want, right. like, I, I want to be able to see what other people are seeing, and I also want to be part of the zeitgeist and be able to have that conversation. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. No you know, FOMO. Yeah, no FOMO, right? And hop back into it. It's been that, it's been that um, double thing of, you know, firstly, right? I hopped into the closed beta back in June, and hopping mm -hmm. back into it, I still feel a lot of the same, like oh man this doesn't feel as polished as i wanted it to be oh man like the collision doesn't feel perfect like all the same right. stuff that i felt then i still feel now but i think after after like you know have, seeing the preseason battle pass implemented and seeing a lot of that progression and then also getting my hands on characters like lebron james uh, <laughs> uh and other characters i've been added since i had a lot of fun uh, uh playing it yesterday right and i think for me a lot of that comes from the game having a lot of the learnings of something like Fortnite and how mm -hmm. weirdly like that has worked so well for this game. Like even the UI elements remind me of uh, Fortnite for a lot of yeah. it. But you get in, the, in there, you have the objectives or like the, the missions, right? Where it is, hey, get three ring outs. Hey, play as a DC character. Hey, do that. That like makes you change up the way you want to play. They have the perk system so you can kind of edit your character as you go and you have something to, to chase towards and each characters have their own uh, progression, right? And that kind of gives you that good carrot on the stick and um, the incentive to want to switch between characters and level multiple of them up. And so right now I have three mains that I'm rocking with. Three right? mains? I have oh three three mains. I have Finn, right, from uh, Adventure Time, right, Barrett? Yeah. I, don't right. Know, I, 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 I hear a lot of people like are liking Finn. <laughs> yeah, Finn it seems pretty dope. Uh, I Finn has like a great standard moveset, but then also his special moves are kind of what lose me a little bit. He has like a down special that is basically like a store that you you can open up to choose different items, but that takes too long in a game that is this fast paced. Uh, right, yeah. But I do like Finn. I like Harley Quinn, and Harley Quinn was who I used during the closed beta. LeBron James is dope as hell. <laughs> I was not expecting to like love LeBron James this much in a fighting game, but yeah. let me tell you, I feel like LeBron James is carrying forward that legacy of like Shaq Fu. Right, where it's yeah, like, yo, you yeah. want you want basketball players throwing hands? Oh man, LeBron James has me in multiverses. I've been loving playing so as Le LeBron James. Um, but yeah, like the game does give really good uh carrots on the stick to chase after. And mm -hmm. I think it's it's working in a way that like I wouldn't have imagined a fighting game to work. I guess in terms of gameplay loop, right? There's always something yeah. for me to chase. Um so I've been enjoying enjoying it for that. It's so rare to have games like that in the in the, uh, the fighting game genre that have those elements, those free-to-play elements that you pointed out. So that's why I think even though it's not polished right now, it's obviously not beta and all that stuff like that. It's free-to-play. When it does get polished, this could be really big. This is like a template that other games can use. Like, oh, free-to-play works. Oh, in-game currency that you can earn does work along with having season passes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That kind of reminds me of stuff like that's that the fighting game genre is like lacking, but is like pulled from other genres, right? Like, oh, cool. Over in this genre, they're doing this, this, and this. But for fighting games, we don't have that. We have like crappy lobbies uh, online that doesn't always work. You know, like uh, we don't. We have to. You have to buy the DLC or whatever. You don't have other options generally. So, like, I hope that other games take those elements and also take those risks. Like, I don't want to say add LeBron James like the Street Fighter Six. Or maybe you should, but <laughs> something where like you take those those risks to get like high level like guest characters. We are seeing somewhat keep continuing to do that yeah. to pull more people in. Because like honestly, I've had people that don't even play fighting games at all say I played multiverse because of LeBron James, <laughs> like just that's, for that character. That's the thing is yeah, it has a lot of those same same trappings. And for multiverses, I think it's a perfect storm in a lot of ways where it is a 
platform fighter, right? A Super Smash Brothers like game, but of course, Super Smash Brothers is on Switch and only on Switch. Mm -hmm. That is a Nintendo game. You can't play that anywhere else. And other consoles have had other consoles have had attempts, right? We've seen PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale come out and try. That's why. Seen... That's why. Go. Oh, you you love PlayStation Battle oh, I love uh, All Stars? Yeah. Oh, really? I'm a damn fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a oh, real. Oh yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah. But then you've also seen other games like, you know, Brawlhalla has come through. And Brawlhalla, I think, has been, you know, moderately successful. But it's not been mm -hmm. a – I don't think it's had huge, you know, blow-up success, right? It's been a game for me that's just always been there. And I've tried Brawlhalla a few times, and I'm like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. Not for me, but I see what they're doing, right? right? right. Um, the fact that Multiverses has come through, and it's good enough. Like, I still wouldn't put it at a, like, oh, this is fantastic or it's great. But I think it's good enough and fun enough, and it's also free-to-play. And it also has those good, uh, again, the trappings for progression. I think yeah, it has yeah. enough there that is going to pull people in. And then you talk about the guest characters, right? And the potential for guest characters. LeBron James was a pop when LeBron James yeah. was announced for Multiverses. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of more announcements for Multiverses that are going to pop because WB has so much access. Once they once they announce Animaniacs, are you kidding me? I'm going to go fucking it's crazy. It's yeah. actually over. Yeah, so there's so like once you once they announce Jackie Chan from Jackie Chan Adventures again, I'm gonna Man. pop right. There's so much potential for greatness for this game in terms of character announcements, and that's what works about Fortnite. You know, Fortnite will announce, hey, we got Kratos, and also we got Master Chief, and also we got Spider Man, and the list goes on in terms of crazy characters. Multiverses has the potential to do that, and even like if they wanted to get outside the the WB wheelhouse at some point, mm -hmm. like there's nothing stopping them from doing that as well um and so yeah I, multiverses have been has been such a fascinating thing to keep an eye on and yeah it's like it the more you look at it and the more the more we follow it or at least the more i follow it i'm like oh yeah the success of this makes sense um and so good for multiverses yeah for now though before we move on to story number four only people out there know about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors no one and the rock means no one likes waiting on a paycheck. Especially, ladies and gentlemen, when you've got bills due. Good thing there's now Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. Waiting for your money, never good. Getting your money in advance, great. Who wouldn't want that? Chime is more than about just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on the payer. Where'd the sunglasses go? Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Have you heard about the legendary underwear brand that's taken the podcast world by storm? Famous for their buttery soft undies and bralettes, MeUndies loves podcasts just as much as you do. It's like they're made for you and you're made for them. You're made for each other. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know I love my MeUndies because they're the most comfortable underwear I've ever had and because they have great patterns. As the king of Halloween, my candy corn pair never fails to make me smile. Everyone knows MeUndies for their super soft undies and comfy bralettes, but did you know they also make other stuff? 
We're talking about durable, cushy socks that will make your feet sing. They even make hoodies for your dog so you can match every important person in your life. Available in sizes XS to 4XL and tons of colors and prints. Meonis has a great offer for my listeners. Any first time purchasers can get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Story number four, Street Fighter VI has revealed two new characters. This is Logan Plant at IGN. Capcom has announced two two new additions to the Street Fighter VI roster. Revealed on stage at EVO 2022 and later posted to Twitter, the trailer shows off Kimberly and Jury. Jury first appeared in Street Fighter IV and is described as a sadistic thrill seeker. Uh, the spunky ninja Kimberly is brand new to Street Fighter VI. Uh, Sankola, of course, you helped commentate Street Fighter uh, V uh, for EVO. Mm-hmm. I assume you're hyped for Street Fighter VI. Brother. <laughs> I got to play it at Evo. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you one thing. I did not want to leave the station. I, I was almost late to my commentary, my commentary, uh, my commentary station. Don't tell them I said that because I was playing the game. It is so much fun. I'm super excited for it. I could rant on about it for days. But this new character, I'm a big ninja fan. All right. I'm a, I, I play Zeku in Street Fighter V. I like Guy. And they brought, I guess, an apprentice because she has such similar moves to guy she's got the tatsu she's got like the wall the, the run and stuff like that he's gonna drop and this super is so sick this character looks super so amazing. dope oh my god yeah the super like if, uh, for uh, audio listeners right the super has kimberly essentially like busting out a bunch of uh, uh spray paint cans and like basically bounce back and forth between uh between them and like there's like a, a lot of ink blot on screen which is like a commonality in street fighter 6 they're going real hard mm-hmm. on the ink blot and I respect it. And also, shout out to this uh, um, uh, Akira reference right here. There's yeah. been a lot of Akira references in the last um, uh, the last year. Um, the last forever. Had, Bless the last forever. I mean, the last forever, of course. <laughs> but like, this is like the second one I've seen in the last month, right? I'm yeah. sure people know the other one I'm referencing. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, thoughts like Street Fighter Six. Like, what what do you like particularly about Street Fighter Six compared to Street Fighter Five? You know. And this is like an overall thing for fighting games. I really like the fact that there's not not a big comeback factor, it seems like. Not that it's bad in Street Fighter V, especially now, but V-Trigger kind of lets people have the ability to come back at any point. And while that may sound good, um, it's it's balanced, but I kind of like a game where I, if I'm winning, I'm winning, right? And I think at the end of the day, for a lot of players, they like to feel like if I'm winning, I should continue to be winning. Like V-Trigger comes back because you're losing, right? And it gives you an opportunity. Um, and it, you kind of lose that momentum sometimes. You kind of you're forced to hold it. So in Street Fighter Six, there's not really a comeback factor like that. So if you're winning, you're doing good. You're gonna keep doing good. Now I'm making it sound bad, Street Fighter Five, and uh, make it sound like it's. I really think it's a great thing in Street Fighter Six, but it's a different sort of flavor, and I like that new sort of flavor. I oh, think yeah. it works for the new game. The resource management is gonna be really cool, and the parry system is going to lead to some sick moments. I was playing with my uh, my friend Maverick. He is uh, he's another commentator, and we were doing like uh, like some sets with like re. We were pairing stuff. I was like, this feels like third strike a little bit. And it was so hype. We were yelling and screaming and stuff. People were like, "What are you screaming for?" I'm like, "Do you not see what's on the screen? I just parried his fireball. Are you kidding me? Like that's super dope." But- you, you mentioned third strike. It, does it feel like they're going for that specifically? Because I feel like I got so I also got to demo uh, Street Fighter Six at Summer Game yeah. Fest, and like the music, the style. Like, third strike for me is the most stylish Street Fighter. You know, 100%. you get in there, the the uh, rap music is bumping, the like mm-hmm. character animation is so smooth. And to this day, 
is still i think some of the best street fighters ever looked right in motion yeah. the character animations are so good uh street fighter 6 i feel like it's trying to bring back a lot of style do you think that's something they're doing purposely oh 100 like this was on purpose like the new producer but uh shuhei and uh, just the new crew at Capcom seem like they they're they're really in tune with that stuff. Like Shuhei himself, he's like he's a big hip hop head. Like if you go to his, his Instagram, he is a huge hip hop head. You can see that influence in the game, and I oh, love yeah. it. I, I like the new soundtracks. The soundtracks actually remind me of like Street Fighter EX, which is like my favorite OST of all time in fighting games. If you don't know, you should look up and get known. But I really like this this new direction. This new hip-hop direction it's stylistic and for people who don't play fighting games i've seen them look at the trailers and stuff like that and be like this is so dope yeah man yeah i i'm i can't wait for this one i'm somebody who you know i i, I played street fighter growing up i was never good at street fighter <laughs> like right. street fighter was never the franchise i was passionate about but i would play it because my friends would play it but also my mm -hmm. friends would beat my ass in street fighter um with the announcement of street fighter 6 i started i picked street fighter 5 back up and i was like you know what man i think now's the time and yeah. I had some of the most fun I've had playing Street Fighter after play after picking Street Fighter Five back up. I was surprised. I was shocked by how much fun I was having, and now I'm on I'm on full hype level for Street Fighter like Six. That. Yeah, and so like I can't wait to see what new announcements they're 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 gonna make uh, make for it. They've been keeping a pretty steady cadence uh, in terms of announcing characters, and I think it's been working out really well for them. It seems like the Street Fighter Six hype has been very steady. Um, for you, is there any requests you have for Street Fighter Six, whether it be characters that you want to see or even other features capcom look at me look at me on my eyes right now i've said this on broadcast i said that on your finals capcom listen capcom i want rolento give me my rolento back hell yes please give me rolento i want to be annoying with that character give me him back it might be you know he didn't he didn't come through in five it's his time to shine at six like bring him back but beyond that i guess i just want them to keep to their vision i love it when fighting game developers do not bend to the will gamers i want them to stick mm. to what they think is going to work and really hold tight to it because when it comes to fighting games it takes a while to understand how to play a game so like the first impressions may not be how things last like the meta of a game the first month is way different than what you see six to a year to, to later on like street fighter five people didn't think you could whip punish and punk the god was with punishing people in like the second season that took like a year and plus change right there are obviously changes with the game to make it easier but that kind of thing happened because people learned how to play the game better and get better at the game. So I'd like them to say, this is our game. This is our route. And honestly, the route that they're on right now seems really great to me. So yeah. I'd like them to not change anything. Story number five, SNK is making a new Fatal Fury game. This is Logan Plant at IGN. On stage at EVO 2022, SNK announced that a new entry in the long dormant Fatal Fury slash Garu series, Garu, Garu, I don't know how to pronounce that one. Garu, uh, yeah. Garu, okay, perfect. Uh, that is in development. It will be the first entry since the series, uh, it will be the first entry in the series since 1999's Garu Mark of the Wolves. No release window or platform platforms were named uh, as the announcement was only paired with a short teaser trailer and a single piece of artwork. Currently, SNK is only referring to the game as, quote, New Fatal Fury slash Garu, end quote. But it does appear to be a follow-up to Mark of the Wolves, as the teaser trailer ends with the reveal of Rock Howard, the protagonist of that title. Even though the series has been dormant for over two decades, many of its characters have lived on through SNK's King Fighter series, which combines characters from Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting, and more. Characters such as Terry Bogard, Andy Bogard, and Joe Higashi are staples in the King of Fighters series. Rock Howard, Geese Howard, and more have been added to King, King of Fighters 15 as DLC characters. Does this excite you? Are you a, a Fatal Fury person? 
I'm gonna be honest with you. If I was in the crowd when this got announced, I would have thrown a chair at somebody. I'm <laughs> super excited. I'm gonna be real. You know that starts a problem, right? But I'm super excited because it's like this is a game that like was like a it's like a side game to like the King of Fighters, you know, series and stuff like that. Came around like the third strike, but beautiful sprites, theme near the le same level of third strike, and like the top system was really great. It was a game that I was never good at, but I love mashing in. I love Freeman and the uh, Rock, obviously, but. It didn't get like that kind of like uh, the accolades like the other games did. So like seeing them dig into the well, going to the back of their the closet and saying, "What's this? Let me play. Let me pick this game out." Is so sick, and that they're hedging their bets on a game that doesn't have like the same name as King of Fighters. Like mm. that to me is amazing, and I I'm excited to see like even if it might be 3D because sprites are very very expensive to make. I'm still I'm still excited for it. Yeah, I mean, I, King of Fighters, right, made that uh, transition. I think King of Fighters 15 is one that, you know, even though I, I, can, I can understand the desire for pixel art because pixel yeah, art yeah, yeah, is yeah. pretty and also nostalgic and it's classic and all that stuff. You know, we've seen some of these Fatal Fury characters in 3D re rendered in King of Fighters 15. And that game looks good, right? And that game's a yeah, fun game. Good. You know, you imagine that that'll, that'll work as well for Fatal Fury. Uh, my question to, for you as somebody who's a fan why haven't they made one in so long, right? Why has it been two decades? Is it just the fact that King of, King of Fighters has had more recognition? Like, what is it? It's 100%. It's that. Samurai Shodan has, has more. And I feel like they were, after the sprites, obviously, um, of King of Fighters being so beautiful and that being so costly, I feel like that kind of bankrupt them a little bit, cost them quite a bit of money. So it's hard to, like, dig in the well of the, the smaller games, right? And that goes for any fighting game. Like, for Street Fighter, it's hard to, or for Capcom, I should say, you can rely upon Street Fighter. That's a brand name. Who out there knows what Rival Schools is? Mm. I know, but does the average person know? Power Stone. A lot of us older folks know what Power Stone is. Do mm. the young cats know? Maybe not so much. So hedging your bets on a, a new game takes a lot of marketing, a lot of push. Do you keep it like the old game? Do you make it more original? What do you do that makes it sell, marketable, and uh, you know makes it worth the time and budget development? Obviously, so there's something that SNK is going to do with this that's going to make it profitable in their eyes. And uh, with that in mind, I really think it's going to be amazing. I mean, similar to my to my last question, right about Street Fighter uh, Six. What are your requests to somebody again who's a fan who hasn't seen one of these in decades at this point? Like, is there anything that you want to see in, in the next Fatal Ooh. Fury game? Yeah, I want to see. I want to see the top system come back, and I want to see the same sort of, you know, not as big cast as King of Fighters has, but maybe more added with the Fatal Fury people because Garu has, you know, the Terry Bogard, obviously like that, but you know, Andy isn't there, so mm. maybe add a few more Fatal Fury characters, but not too many. Some new original characters too, as well, because the original characters are really, really cool. Um, and yo, know, keep it like the classic, but just add enough of the the ability to pull in people. Some some new some new systems that pull in new players, kind of like what King of Fighters, the newest one, has done. You know, with rush combos and stuff like that. Hopefully, something in that area. Hell yeah, and add LeBron James to it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy, easy sell, easy sell. That's like Get LeBron in copies. <laughs> yeah, that one for free SNK. Story number six, rollback netcode is coming to Dragon Ball Fighters. This is once again Logan Plant at IGN. Logan Plant put in the work uh, this weekend. I assume he was their um, Evo uh, uh, person designated to, to cover that. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters fans have finally gathered the seven Dragon Balls to make their wishes come true. As Bandai Namco announced that rollback netcode is coming to the popular fighting game. Revealed after the Dragon Ball Fighters grand finals at Evo 2022, producer Tomoko Hiroki shared a message with fans saying that the long-awaited feature is 
is finally coming to Dragon Ball Fighters. Hiroki also confirmed that PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of Dragon Ball Fighters are in development. If you want to take advantage of the game's upcoming rollback netcode functionality, you'll need to play on PS5, Xbox Series X, or PC. Fortunately, Hiroki said Bandai Namco is planning a way for owners uh, of the PS4 and Xbox One versions to upgrade to the current-gen versions uh, once available. Rollback netcode is a huge deal for refining games' online viability and longevity. If you're unfamiliar with the term, rollback netcode is designed to create a nearly lagless online experience for fighting game players. In games with delay-based ba- delay netcode, uh, players have to deal with a noticeable amount of input delay when playing online. In a fighting game where every frame of gameplay matters, even the slightest delay can ruin a game's competitive online scene. Rollback netcode is as close uh, as online play can get to in-person competition, making virtual tournaments and events competitively uh, viable. Beyond the big rollback netcode reveal, Hiroki said that there are no current plans to add more fighters or balance changes to the game, meaning Dragon Ball Fighters is essentially content complete. Congratulations, Dragon Ball Fighters. Hell yeah, we finally got here. (laughs) Finally made it. That is one of the biggest things that had dropped at EVO. They've been waiting... Year after year, month after month, there are teases for just other things that didn't end up being rolled back. And let me tell y'all why rollback is so important, okay? There's delay-based netcode and rollback netcode. Imagine moving underwater and imagine not moving underwater. I'm going <laughs> to give it to you in the most basic sense. If you want to know more about, like, why rollback is so good, you can definitely check out people like Sagem's videos. They'll definitely uh, go through all that. But the end of the day, like, the quickest I'm gonna, I can give it to you is that rollback is the good netcode. And uh, delay is a bad netcode. They, they've been on delay-based uh, netcode for a long time, and it's caused problems. It's made people not really enjoy the game as much or grind as much. And for a fighting game with a kind of a niche fan base, you want to have that good netcode so people can play. And now they're getting it. I know the tournament organizers are super happy about that. Tyrant and the boys over in the EU. I know uh, you know Bum's House is super happy about that. So like, I feel like the scene is going to explode now that they can actually play the game online. Because if you're on delay, you can't play. That's yo. Mm. That's actually bars. If you're <laughs> on delay, you can't play. Put it on. Put it on a sign. Hold it up at Evo. Yeah, it, it seems like rollback is has become like the big announcement you can make regarding any fighting game. You know, like whenever rollback netcode is attached to that announcement, immediately everybody's like, let's fucking go. Like this is we, this we can actually play this now. Uh, and right. I imagine that that'll then lead to more online tournaments. Right. And like the article says, right, that makes that viable. That makes it a thing you can actually do and not have to yeah. worry about like, oh, man, the lags fucked me up. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> like we, <laughs> this person keeps disconnecting, whatever the whatever the, the issue might be. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to rollback netcode. Shout out to even things like, you know, I, to get ahead of it a little bit. You know, there there were uh, announcements of crossplay for uh, other games as well. I it seems like we're at we're getting toward the ideal future for fighting game functionality. Thank like you. if if during if this is the generation where the standard is that fighting games come out with rollback and crossplay, and you know maybe yeah. cross progression. Let's go! Like that is yeah that is an incredible place to be. That is like fighting that is fighting game heaven right there. Um and yeah, I'm glad to see that the industry is making these great strides toward um the these features that players ask for and also that makes these games way more playable than uh, they were before. Uh, and so this is really exciting. It's also uh, my other thing right that I want to touch on touch on based on this story right. Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Fighters is essentially content complete, which for mm-hmm. me leads me to the question of. Do we get Dragon Ball Fighters 2? Does Arc System Works start development on whatever the next iteration on that is? Because that was such a hit when that came out. Right. Maybe this is their lead-in to the next game. Like, they're testing the rollback now 
for like their next iteration or next game or whatever because if this is content complete that's it right like there's no more balance patches and characters and stuff like that maybe it's time for two and this game's been out for a couple years right it's been out for like four years or three years or so my math is gone because time is not a real thing but it's been out for a while right so like at this point do we get like maybe like a super edition where you add like Bulma and stuff like that, all the other missing characters, um, or you make it like a new edition? Either way, I'm excited that they are listening to the fans and saying roll back. We hear you. We hear you. Because and from what I heard, I wasn't there. Ever the crowd was going wild. Like the the arena, like it wasn't the arena. It was in the uh, the main stage area, which is like you have the you have the arena, which is like where the the top eight server for Sunday were at, and then the, the other area, which is where the convention, the other tournaments were had on friday and saturday you could hear the rollback announcement like the cheers for that from across the venue in the other area in the main stage so wow i i think that like this like the idea of rollback coming to all these games and these games being more package complete is as you pointed out like such a beautiful thing but we've waited for years upon years to get to how other games are in genres i'm glad that we're here it's taken a long time but I'm happy that we are here, and I hope, I hope this does lead to the next game, having that rollback and like kind of leading to the next game, be like, okay, we added a rollback to this, it's going to work in this one, and now we have this new edition next year, super DBFZ, here you go, you get Boma, oh, yeah. you get, uh, I don't know, Cell version 1, Cell version 2, maybe don't do that, no, 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 those are, those Dragon are Ball, like, Dragon Ball Super Fighters, or Super Dragon Ball Fighters would be such a, a great, uh, a next next step for it, yeah, and with yeah. the way, the way that Arc System works, the way they just churn out games, man, like, they are they, as a developer like i put them, put them with the like the insomniacs and the obsidians of the world where how do you make all these games like how you can they, they just put out dnf duel right before that year uh, last year they had um guilty gear strive right i forget if grand blue was uh them or not i think they might have published it uh, correct me on that if i'm wrong kind of oh, you're right arcs arcs yeah you're is right. that grand blue yeah like yeah, yeah that's a lot of video games like they are putting out a lot of video games um and so maybe we could see dragon ball uh whatever the next thing for dragon ball fighters is sooner than later you know maybe a 2024 2025 that's just me predicting that's not me having any insider knowledge <laughs> but man like how hype would that be i really want it bro that'd be so tight but also before we move on, I just want to say, mm. I hope Grand Blue does get that rollback. They still are mm. on delay. They got announced for a tour, and they did not get the rollback announcement. I know all the Grand Blue players are looking over at the, uh, the the DBFZ players, having a fantastic time, a feast over there while they sit in their delay. So I hope that they shift over and say, let's drop a little little bit of rollback their way. So Hell yeah, hell we'll yeah. See. And, and also for whatever, like the next iteration of, uh, going back to Dragon Ball for a second, the next iteration, mm. talking about characters, get in LeBron. Get LeBron, get LeBron James in there. You made me thaw out my core. I'm like, yo, let's go, LeBron. Let's go. Let's get LeBron in there. LeBron. Story number seven. Let's take a, a, a short break from the fighting game talk to talk about Call of Duty. Uh, Activision Blizzard has announced Call of Duty next. This is Joe Scrabbles at IGN. Activision Blizzard has announced Call of Duty Next, a live stream event that will include information on Call of Duty Warzone 2, Modern Warfare 2, and Warzone on mobile. The showcase will air on September 15th, and a public beta for Modern Warfare 2 will follow. Announced on the Call of Duty blog, Activision Blizzard calls Next, quote, an era-defining franchise event showcasing the immediate future of Call of Duty, end quote. No specific timing has been announced at the time of writing. The event will include information on Modern Warfare 2, information on Call of Duty Warzone 2, information on, on the mobile version of Call of Duty Warzone, a reveal of Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer, streamers playing the game live, and unannounced information and surprises. Senkol, are you a Call of Duty person? I haven't played Call of Duty since, like, Warzone or uh, Modern Warfare 1 back on, like, the Xbox 360. But... Oh, the original. 
yeah, it's it's one of those where when I have if I had more time, I feel like I would play shooters a little bit more. And this seems like because Call of Duty is always one that you just jump in and play stuff like that, and like you know have fun with your friends. I feel like that's one that like would be on my list. I haven't played in so long, but that seems sick that they actually have a full on event to like announce stuff. Like you, they have their own, uh, you know. I guess what it would be award show or something like that or what mm. really what's left like their own like you know showcase like a Ubisoft yeah showcase uh, forward, yeah you know like yeah like, almost yeah like an E3 press conference just for for Call of Duty yeah um and that's I mean honestly this seems huge uh just for I guess where the franchise has gone or how, like where the, how the franchise has has landed today right where there are so many different branches of Call of Duty and so it's not it's not just an event that is. Hey, it's us announcing Call of Duty Ghosts, and here's all the feature of Ghosts, right? Here's multiplayer, yeah. here are dogs, here's like all the stuff that we have in the game. It is, no, we have a handful of things to to show off and talk about, right? Modern yeah. Warfare 2, that's going to be huge. Warzone 2, you know, I know so many people have questions about Warzone 2 and what that's going to look like, right? And so to even have just those two being your headliners, that's big, let alone, yeah, the mobile stuff, let alone, um, you know, having streamers come through, play the game live. I know that is very important for the Call of Duty audience to know what Ooh. that hands-on experience is like. Um, and yeah. then unannounced information surprises. I'm sure none of that stuff is going to be as big as the Warzone 2 and, and Modern Warfare 2 stuff, but it's still exciting, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. still interesting. Now, I want to take a, a second, right? Because somebody just joined the call. The one and only Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me. Khalif, how's it going, man? Hi, everybody. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we can hear you, bro. Mm -hmm. What's good, y'all? Sorry, I jumped in by accident. Oh, by accident. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. I thought you were, I thought you were going to talk on? about Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. We got a rare Khalif in here. I'm happy to see y'all though, and I love I loved all the work that you did during during Evo. It was fantastic. You're fantastic. Uh, it was great. It. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Cleve, you're at Evo, right? Yeah, I was at Evo. It was fantastic. It was it was yeah. my first Evo. It was brilliant. It was just everything on my bucket list that I ever wanted to to, to have happen. So it was, it was brilliant. Man, I'm jealous. I, I I definitely need to go next year. I had to cancel my trip this year, but next year I'm gonna be there with y'all. Let me hanging out. I mean, look, if, We're gonna if, watch if we together, can finally get a whole squad to go, it, it was literally the best thing that has happened this year for me. And it was so good to see, you know, you and Vicious rocking the stage and, and killing it. And I was I was front row watching you do your thing. And it was beautiful to watch the hype that y'all brought to to SF was was nuts. And having those kinds of matches for for this Evo coming back was just ridiculous. Donkulous. It was one of the best things on the planet. Now, so I will uh, let you continue your conversation. But, but like, I'm, I'm sorry for jumping in. No, you're, told, you're, told, you're totally good. That is incredible that that happened. But also, I have one one last thing. Are we competing yes. next year? Right? Are we getting? Oh all yeah. I mean, I competed year? this year. I competed this year in MK. You didn't, what Mortal so, Kombat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you do? I, I got. I had the full Evo experience. I won. I did not go zero and three right off the bat. I did not drown in pools. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I got. I got. I washed somebody with my Fujin, uh, oh. and then immediately got washed by somebody else who was playing Jackie. Let's did, not go. Did, did you, let's did not. You play, let's go the you, other direction. Did you fight Mitchell <laughs> Saltzman at all? Did you fight Mitchell? No, we cheered uh, each other on though. Mitchell okay. Saltzman, uh, Jurassic Rabbit. Shout out to Jurassic Rabbit. Is has a nasty Gearus, and he's amazingly good. So we were cheering each other on during that stuff. That's awesome. Uh, and then I had to go see. I had an appointment for Street Fighter Six, and then I got DQ. So it, it was the it was the entire gambit of of what you could do in pools for 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 Evo. So 
Oh yeah, uh, it was it was brilliant. I had I had a blast. We definitely got to go. We definitely got to compete. Yeah, in, in we're gonna do that next year. All right, get out of here. Go to sleep. All right, I'm out. Peace, y'all. Love y'all. Peace out, man. Peace. Love you. All right, let's hop into story number eight. Splatoon 3 is getting a Nintendo Direct this week. This is Joe Scrabbles at IGN. Splatoon 3 is, will be getting a dedicated Nintendo Direct presentation uh, this Wednesday, August 10th. The broadcast will be roughly 30 minutes long and, <clears throat> and begins at 6 a.m. Pacific. Nintendo hasn't hinted at what will be inside, but you can guess at a healthy swath of new gameplay, as well as new information about the game's campaign, PvP, and PvE modes. So if you're a Splatoon nerd out there, boom, you got some exciting stuff Janet going on. Janet Garcia is really excited somewhere. Janet Garcia is getting hyped right now. Her and Andy Cortez, I'm sure, are both like just just radiating with energy about how exciting they are for the Splatoon thing. Is Splatoon your, uh, your vibe, Sankola? It needs to be. Because, okay, so I made a post on Twitter, okay? And I got chewed out for this because the Nintendo fans came at me because I was like, I don't use my Switch anymore. I have nothing to use my Switch for. And they like, I was like, I'm not like a, a big Nintendo fan. So like, why don't you get a Switch? How dare you? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't know that they didn't have any third uh, third party games, but I'm like venturing out into the 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 ether of Switch and, and again to try to find some more games. I am playing Xenoblade, and I did look at uh, Splatoon. Uh, this this have more like single player elements. Like it looks like it does yeah. from like the little bits I had heard previously. And that excites me. I'm not like big on like the multiplayer stuff, but if like the single player stuff is looking kind of good. I played the first one and I had fun, but like if they have single player stuff, I would play this. Like I would have a reason to use my Switch. So please stop hating on me. I'm sorry that I don't play all Nintendo games, but this one I would try. Yeah, this is one that I'm I'm looking forward to trying out, mainly because Andy Cortez says that it should be my shit. And I'm not like Splatoon has never really interested me. I tried out one Splatoon demo a while ago, mm -hmm. and I played. Well, I played for ten minutes. It wasn't enough, like a long enough time to like form an actual opinion. Yeah. But I remember playing it and being like, "All right, yeah, this is a video game," and then like Good never concept. picking it back up again. Um, oh. I think I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try this one. I'm gonna actually try to get into it. I I, um, I, I played a little bit of two bless, and I was mm -hmm. I was into it. I probably would have stuck around if. At the time, like the the uh, servers weren't just like you you know Nintendo online, of course. right? Like it's not yeah. the best. So Nintendo needs rollback. Hopefully, yeah, Nintendo yes. needs rollback. <laughs> uh, hopefully, uh, Splatoon three uh, is a little better with just like uh, being able to play online and stuff. Barrett, you waking up at six a.m. to react to this? Hell no. Yeah, I'm not either. There's no <laughs> way. Listen, I did it for Pokemon last week. That's all you guys uh -huh. are getting out of me. I am not waking up for Splatoon. <laughs> If you guys want to, you can tweet at Andy and Janet, see if they want to wake up. Uh, not me, though. I will not be here. Uh, let's round out the report report, though, with story number nine. Guilty Gear Strive has surpassed a million sales. This comes directly from a press release. Arc System Works, oh no, I've lost the doc. Arc System Works is incredibly proud to confirm that Guilty Gear Strive has surpassed one million units shipped worldwide in packaged form and download, making it the first title sold, sold by Arc System Works and first in the Guilty Gear series to reach this huge milestone now now of course i don't this can't include dragon ball fighters because we all know right. dragon ball fighters is popular as hell uh dragon ball fighters was published by bayonet namco which i which is why i assume that that's not included um but that's huge right for both arxis and also guilty gear that it has surpassed a million right and seems to be the first game in their pocket that is uh done that well um so good on guilty gear strive it's a very good video game yeah that is insane for a guilty gear game that previously you know you get a couple hundred people entering and stuff like that they didn't really have the name that like street fighter has like now this thing has exploded is the biggest game at evo had double the interest of street fighter 5 was at the top spot was the last game of the night like the hitting a million sales uh is incredible and for a fighting game especially with within a year's time 
that's pretty good. And the fact that they keep continuing the game with like patches and stuff like that, we already have on our season two uh, uh, pass. I feel like there it must be doing something right that they're so profitable to 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 be making this. Uh, uh, so like a million sales is like, even though it's like for other games, like that's like whatever. Yeah. Oh, a million sales, like whatever. Oh, I get that for Call of Duty. Then a million in like the first hour of at a GameStop, yep. right? For fighting games, that's huge. That's really big. Like that's and Arc System is growing. And like you know, I'll even push it further and say Arxis deserves way more sales. You oh know, yeah, like, yeah, of course. They're, yeah, they're yeah. such a, a, a talented developer, right? And like this is a, a, a big milestone for them, right? And I love that they that they hit this milestone. They should be selling like I feel like they should be competing with like the Street Fighters of the world and the Mortal yes, Kombat of the world. Yeah. Of course, you know Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, those are storied franchises. There's a reason why those sell so much more. But man, like Arxis, when you're talking about the top tier fighting game developers right now, right? Arxis mm-hmm. sits alongside the Nether Realms uh, and the Capcoms and pretty much anybody else uh, regarding that. And so, like you know, again, good on Guilty Gear. I hope to see them. Like, I hope to see the next Guilty Gear sell even more, and I hope to see them um, produce more IP and more games that are able to to uh, surpass that because they for sure deserve it with the amount of quality and like visual artistry like that are in their games their games look incredible like they put out yeah. some of the best looking games of the year every single year uh and so good on you guilty gear they're absolutely beautiful like i i, yeah. I love playing them love, uh, I love watching them like if you have it pick up guilty gear right now go do it do it now hell now. yeah sankola i'm very excited to see when the next guilty gear ever releases but that release is just so far away if i mm. want to know what's coming out to mom grab shops today where would i look I don't know. What do you wait? I have a message here. It says the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. You got me for a second. I was like, oh, did you forget? Did you forget? Yeah, that was good. Uh, uh, I'm professional. Uh, uh, hey, man. Like, we, look at that shot. Like, we know you're professional. Look at him. This man is looking crispy. It doesn't even look like I'm watching on the internet right now. I swear to God, I'm watching you on an HD television. You look great. Uh, out today. We got Tyrant's Blessing for PC and Switch, Vicky Spotter School for Switch, uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax Rollback Netcode Update is now available on Steam and PS4, uh, King of Fighters 15 DLC Team 3 is out today, and then Guilty Gear Strive's second season and new character Bridget is out today. The game is also getting crossplay this September. Uh, new dates for you, Arc Raiders has been delayed to 2023, and then King of Fighters is getting crossplay in 2023. Uh, we have one deal of the day for you. There's a cat game sale on GOG.com called the Perfect Games Collection. Uh, let me say that again. The Perfect Games Collection. You can get, you can get uh, Night in the Woods for $13.99. Gato Roboto for $2.39. You should get Gato Roboto. It's really fun. Uh, and then Rain World uh, for $8.99 and a lot more. Again, you can find that on GOG.com. Now it's time. For kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Bainer SN says, Bless said he is eagerly awaiting Jackie Chan from Jackie Chan Adventures to join Multiverses, but while the show originally ran on Kids WB, it's actually produced by Sony Pictures, uh, but maybe he can be a third party fighter. That's good to know. I didn't realize it was produced by Sony. That's a good call. I neither, actually, now that you say that. Yeah. I just assumed, I mean, it was on Kids WB, so I, I just assumed it was a WB. It's in the name. It says WB. I guess that that Men in Black animated show 
was uh sony as well right and that was on kids wb and so maybe they had a partner not not the not the animatrix not (laughs) not the animatrix (laughs) (laughs) as i said it i had to check myself in my brain i was like this is the right one right i'm not confusing them again uh shout out to the men in black animation all right i know we don't talk about it enough Mm -hmm. will smith the other guy (laughs) the other guy This week's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. Tomorrow, you're getting Greg and Tim. Wednesday, you're getting me and Greg. Thursday, you're getting me and Tim. Then on Friday, you're getting Tim and Gerard the Completionist. That's going to be a hype-ass episode. If you're watching this live right now on Twitch, after this is Mike, Nick, and Greg playing Fortnite. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. Before we go, though, St. Cola, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a fantastic episode. I've had so much fun talking to you about fighting games. Me too, me too. Man, I really appreciate you letting me get on the ones and twos on this to talk to the people about fighting games, talk to people about Evo, the biggest event, and let me uh, sound like I've uh, smoked a whole pack of cigarettes. Oh, I mean, people in chat were saying your voice is so smooth right now. Like, you really? sound incredible. Wow. Just oh, wait yeah. until you, you hear me on the mic for an event, though. It gets even better. Now, where can people find you? What do you want to promote? Like, what do you, you can pimp anything right now if you want to. Oh, okay. We're going to pimp a lot. Anyway. I want to just say uh, thank you to all the people at Evo, the production crew, the staff, the commentators, all of them were coming through, the players too as well. Everyone that had a, uh, a part in this weekend, thank you so much for returning to the biggest fighting game event and making it what it was. One of the best weekends of my life, if not like top three. So it was amazing. It was beautiful. Uh, and everyone that made that possible, that was implemented or that was integrated in that at any section, any part, Thank you so much. And love to the FTC in general, my local scene, the Midwest. I'm sorry, the Midbest, baby. Hey. Chicago scene out here. Y'all recruit forever. Uh, much love to everybody that's put me on for like these positions to get up here. All the uh, you know, TOs, different organizers that don't ever give enough love. Uh, Got to give love to Panda, of course. That's yeah. my team. Those are my homies. They've always been family. And last but not least, you can find me at at underscore St. Cola on Twitter, on Twitch twitch.tv slash st underscore cola you can find me there on those two channels where i talk a lot of mess on the mic all right so find me there let's hang out and uh, chat about fighting games hell yeah go and follow at underscore st cola on twitter remember this has been kind of funny games daily each every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time Game daily.